Am I recording right now? Just give it the old college try right here. Oh, big dog's in. Schmitty! What do you think, Schmitty? Talking Schmidt. He's so fucking busy. Shit my pants, lad. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. Are you ready? Come on, Schmidt. I'm here for Great Smith. Hello, this is Schmitty, and we're coming to you from Pacifica, California. We're in the man cave of my next guest. He's from the small town of Machias, Maine. Father of two, husband of one, and the CEO of the popular skateboard zine, Low Card. Welcome to the show, my bro, Mr. Robert Edward Collinson. <laughs> What's up? Good morning. Thanks for uh doing this again we had a little uh technical difficulty that seems to be the trend with these so far so we're doing a uh, part two I, I did an interview with rob like two weeks ago and the sd card malfunctioned. so here we go again yeah no problem no worries uh i'm not afraid to answer some questions again it's all good <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna start with the beginning you you grew up in maine and uh small town in machias what was that like Oh, it was cool. I mean, I didn't like it then, you know, just because it was a small town. There wasn't much to do. But in retrospect, I had a lot of freedom. Like, could just go out for the whole day, not really answer to my, you know, dad or anything, and just go do my own thing and come home and at, for dinner, and that was about it. But, you know, it was a little, I definitely think, thought I was, you know, it was a little, it was a little boring, but, you know, we rode bikes and whatever, did, did whatever you do in a small town, you know. How, how long were you there till? uh i left there in 1992 so how old were you in 92 like i was 18 i left when i was 18 so was there a time where you were kind of california dreaming like fantasizing about the a bigger place than where you were yeah like definitely when i started skating um and just like started looking at all them skate mags and getting videos and stuff like that like I was always like California dreaming for sure. It was so far though, like it just didn't seem like it could be a reality, you know. True or false, you uh, ran into Stephen King at a movie once. Yeah, yeah. One time, uh, I was at the movies with my father, and right in front of us in line was Stephen King, and he had a. It was funny. He had a couple bodyguards or whatever with him, and yeah, it was a trip. He was just sitting there in front of us, like I think we were in the uh, candy candy line to get candy or something. He was right in front of us. Do you remember that movie you were? I think it was it might have been night shift we were actually i think we were seeing a stephen king movie oh sick but i don't know if he was going to that movie too or a different <laughs> one but but uh yeah i saw him at, at the concession stand uh do you got a favorite stephen king book or movie um I'll, uh pet cemetery is uh is my favorite movie i'm not i mean i've read some books but i'm not a huge time i like novel the shining reading. Oh yeah, The Shining was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a. I mean, there's a bunch. Carrie, it, The Stand. Yeah, Carrie. I really like Christine. Was that Stephen King? I think so. Yeah. Um, But yeah, all those those classics. That um, they're all really good. Like Pet Cemetery. um, Actually, not a couple years ago, Ray and I and the kids went by the house where they filmed it out. Oh, sick. Yeah, it's like probably like forty minutes from my house. Oh, rad. And then, did Stephen King do uh, Tales from the Crypt? Mm, I don't know. I but, don't think so. I don't think so. Either. But the, there's a one scene where like there's a hitchhiker and he's on this he, um, and he's on the side of the road and it's an exit and uh, he gets hit. We used to take that exit all the time and he's like, "Thanks for the ride, lady." <laughs> that's in Maine. Yeah, that's in Maine. So every time we take the exit, we'd be like, 
Thank, thanks for the light ride, lady. You know, oh, it's just shit. funny because like there's a lot of like because Maine. So I mean, it's it's big, but like it's small. And then like when things are filmed places, everybody kind of knows, you know, for sure. Who else would people know that are from Maine? Shit. Um, Stephen King's like the most famous from there, maybe. Yeah, Stephen. He's got to be. There's probably some other ones, but like. I'm I'm really bad at being Johnny on the spot. I can never really re- I have a hard time remembering things like that. Yeah, huh? Maybe number two would be Dan Drobel. We don't know. <laughs> or Rob Welsh. <laughs> or Joey Pepper. Or Joey Pepper. Pepper. Uh, so early on, um, how'd you get into skateboarding? Then out there. Uh, so like I want to say when I was like five years old, my father brought us home uh, three Black Knight skateboards. Um, or he didn't bring us home. They were under the tree for Christmas. They had clay wheels. And then I was really stoked on it then for a little bit. But then, you know, to mess around with it for probably a year and then just kind of like, you know, threw it in the closet or whatever. And then it wasn't until I was like probably like 10 or 11 when I, re- I don't know what clicked or what got into my head. But I I really like started to take notice of skateboarding when I see them like Juicy Fruit commercials or whatever on TV. And mm. it started to catch my interest for some reason. And then I saw um, some of the older guys riding boards down the street one day, and it really, like, caught my attention. And then that summer I went to New York, and then um, I found, like, a plastic skateboard somewhere, and then my cousin gave me a plastic skateboard. So I had, like, two plastic skateboards that I was just skating around and having, you know, whatever. Was Uh, it urethane wheels or no? They were urethane, like, but with the ball bearings, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, and so um, I I brought home two plastic skateboards, but then I got home one of my – best friends like had like a veriflex a big veriflex with the big urethane wheels and uh-huh. you know we back then we call it the, you know oh that, you got a california bowl board you know that's and, that one uh no that so the striker, oh, striker. Is, yeah so that was so after i saw his board my birthday was in no- is in november so i was like dad i want to get a california board for christmas i didn't know of brands or anything like that so my so my dad had my aunt in new york pick me up one probably at you know, at a department store and it was a striker Veriflex. Oh yeah. And then, um, and then two, two and then like, I want to say like two weeks later, my brother bought, like jumped off the top of the couch with it and landed with his feet and both his feet in the middle of the board and broke it right in half. No way. And then, uh, I remember being so bummed that my dad was like, he was like, you need to fix that to my brother. And he's like, you need to fix that. Blah, blah, blah. And so like, whatever I came, like I went out and probably came home later that day and like, he had like pushed it back together, you know, back together and put a two by four on the bottom of it Oh, and, with, and bolted a two by four on each side, you know, on each side and uh, not on top, just on the bottom. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but then uh, I skated it, bolted together with a two by four for until Christmas. How rad. <laughs> yeah, then, <laughs> then I got a Volterra. <laughs> and describe that skate park that, uh, or the, the so-called skate park that's out there. <laughs> Yeah, well, so when I was growing up, we had nothing. But after I left, they they decided to uh, 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 donate a a a, pay, a a black pavement lot. It's not even that big. It's it, it, but anyways, and and it's just a, a fucking black pavement lot with nothing on it. And there's a sign that says Machaya Skate Park. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That park with that board you described earlier would be the the photo like with the two by four on the board (laughs) that's like welcome to maine welcome to maine (laughs) welcome to machias maine do you think that might be the most northern skate park in the 48 states um 
Maybe. I, I wouldn't even call it a skate park, but <laughs> <laughs> but but maybe. Certified visa suck. Yeah, yeah. Um mm. Yeah, I don't know if I can't remember if like Callis or Lubeck or any of those re- like ones right on the Canadian border have a have a park or not. Okay. Have a, if they did it'd be a little shitty like prefab park, you know. Uh-huh. So then you moved out to San Francisco in 92? 92- 93 so when i left in 92 i helped my friend move to uh, indiana he, he was um his parents were moving there and then he needed to drive the car out so we kind of made a skate trip out of it we we my friend nate uh we stopped in uh new york city and skated and we skated some other stuff on the way out there and um and then uh i stayed there for like eight months and i like I I uh I just said I was out there and I, I my my ultimate goal was to come out to California but I had you know I, I was out of money you know like I didn't have that much money we left Maine and then like between like Maine and Indiana like just hanging out and skating and stuff I spent a lot of it but anyways I ended up like getting a job washing dishes at a diner and then also <laughs> working at then also working at a pizza hut and then we lived in this place it was like a it, we lived in an sro i didn't even know what it, sro was back then i only know now from here but you know single room occupancy occup- the yeah. occupancy and then my buddy another one of my buddies jason dudaker moved out and we lived in this fucking shithole it was <clears throat> super sketchy there's all these sketchy people in there like there's this dude that always have seizures in the bathroom you know you'd uh-huh. fucking share this bathroom with a bunch of people and this dude would always have seizures in there mm. it was just a and we i remember sometimes we we wouldn't want to walk through the building so we just, we were on the bottom floor so we just jump out the front window just so we didn't have to deal with the other people in the building <laughs> whoa yeah that's pretty funny where was that yeah Val, that was in valparaiso indiana valparaiso is but, that by gary yeah it's pretty close to gary and and the the saving grace to stay in there for was chicago we used to go to chicago oh yeah yeah i saw the i, I saw the chicago. cure there i saw danzig matt hensley worked at session skate shop back then no way yeah i saw matt hensley there Sick. yeah it was cool um i yeah. mean it wasn't that cool living there but, <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta trick yourself somehow yeah and so then from there i went back to maine raked blueberries um no no from there i went to san diego stayed in san diego for a month um with laban and then um and then from there, I went all the way back to Maine, raked blueberries, and then my buddy Jay Marsh in Indiana was like, stay with me. We will work at a golf course and uh, stay with my parents and just save money and move to SF. Mm. In Indiana or San Diego? In Indiana. Okay. So like, so you went Indiana, SD, back to Indiana? Back to Maine. Back to Maine, then, then to back Indiana. to Then back to Indiana because okay. my buddy was like, I, I got you a job on the golf course I work at, and we'll just work. We'll just do that for like a month or two and then save enough money um to uh and move out you know jay marsh so rad and how did you meet um laban so laban when we, i was a kid laban moved to Macha- my town well he moved to east machias with his mom and brother oh in your town yeah and it was funny because he didn't even really skate back then and then like like um we started like just hanging out and then he started skating i guess he like when he, he came all the way he came from california moved there with his mom but and he said he had a board out in california but didn't wasn't you know didn't really skate and kind of whatever and then like when he got came to maine is when he really got into skating huh which was cool yeah he, he ended he had a barn and we made all these ramps in the barn sick yeah it was it was it was pretty rad he only lived there for like three years though i think uh-huh and then when you moved to san francisco was uh the octavia place your first place yeah so laban lived um oak and we stayed with him for a few weeks and then um 
the first and then our apartment was uh the first apartment we got was uh on 331 octavia yeah and how, how many fools did you have living in there <laughs> well first it was just me Jar- jay marsh and then chris whitaker but then like at the at the peak like i think that in the summer when we had people like all our friends out there visiting and at the peak at one time we had 14 people in a one bedroom apartment wow it, fuck it yeah it's horrible <laughs> <laughs> people were sleeping in like the hallway in the i think like in the kitchen on the kitchen floor it was insane how many girls were visiting in those days <laughs> i think there, there i think there actually was a couple girls stayed there too was there yeah i think so wow like, yeah like dudes came out with their girlfriends and shit like that like uh-huh. there's definitely a few girls in and out of there for sure damn yeah, and rough. then you you've lived in a lot of places, but eventually you moved into Athens with Drahobel and Upson. Yeah, yeah. I so between Octavia and and living with Drahobel, I lived in a bunch of places. But yeah, then uh, I li- I moved in with Drahobel on 14th the Guerrero. All right. Him, Matt O'Brien, Pales. I think Pales was still there when I moved in. Um, and um, and then they did. There was an owner moving there. Then it was cool because I knew a lady who had his house for rent so mm. so we moved out to this persia in athens and, and then that was when upson and the butcher yeah and yeah Buznitz lived there for a bit oh that's right yeah it was when fun. he first came out huh? yeah yeah it was fun man it was a good time who was who was the best roommate out of all those guys <laughs> drahobel Buznitz, butcher or upson who definitely was, not drahobel <laughs> who was the Dude, best? like fucking light himself on fire and shit dude that guy was a mess um so Jehovah worst worst roommate drove okay. no but he was the one paying up wait he was a i think did i pay the rent no i paid the rent i think but he he was like semi-responsible he wasn't the worst i don't think i don't know maybe he was i don't know at times <laughs> I, I think people took that that i might have been the worst roommate who knows but uh but uh the best would be like either uh Busnitz or or butcher okay yeah. Because Diego was like he wasn't really partied. He was like coming here to conquer San Francisco. Yeah, he was. Everybody else was like partying their ass off. Yeah, yeah. Butcher was super serious, and, <laughs> and that definitely would not be partying with us. La Butcher. Yeah, he, he came from Buenos Aires to um, backside one eighty Wallenberg, and then kick foot back tail hubba, yeah. and then and then and then. <laughs> I, I, I want to say Boozitz lost his uh, innocence at that house a little bit. Oh he, yeah, he was, he was partying and stuff, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that is. I like it. How did uh, Low Card evolve? Like wh- that was after Athens. Yeah, so that was when I I had moved uh, with a girlfriend or whatever, and then. <clears throat> It was like 2003, and I just had, and I've, I've like, I've always like taken photos forever. So I just had, a, but you know, never cared enough to take really, really good photos. Just like, whatever, you know, it wasn't that serious. I mean, I got a semi serious, but like, you know, I wasn't trying to be a professional photographer or anything. Yeah. But, but like, I would, on the missions, I'd always try to take photos and stuff. My father always pushed me to take photos. But, uh, um, 2003, I had a bunch of, a bunch of photos and I was like, fuck, I should start a zine. Cause I had done a couple before uh-huh. throughout the years. But, uh, I was like, man, I should do a zine. I got all these photos. And then like, I was at the time I was buying this card called, uh, high card and it was to you scratch and your card, you're supposed to have the high card to beat the, the dealer. And I'd always lose. And I was like, God damn it. They should just call this thing low card. Right. And then on the actual first issue of Low Card, the zine, there, there's a there's a pit. I think there's a cutout one of those cards on it. Uh, sick. Okay. Yeah, one of those lotto cards. But anyways, um, but yeah. So then it, like a light bulb went off over my head. <laughs> I was just like, it's like perfect. I want to start a zine. That's a perfect name for it. Low Card. That's fucking great. 
And who was on the first cover? It was Benny just passed out <laughs> with a uh, with a like a uh, case of uh, empty case of beer on his head. And that was at the Athens house, right? I think that was like at on the, the couch. It might have been at Athens. It might have been when I was visiting him in Connecticut. I can't remember. Uh, right okay. Then that was what year was the low card? Did you guys do the first? Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Yeah. And what number are you on now? We're uh, 66. 66. So yeah. we're 16 years of low card? Uh, uh, 2003. Yeah. 16. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. You know, Prince, Prince pretty rugged. So we try to be, we try to do it. We try to have six issues a year, but sometimes it just doesn't pan out that way just because there's a lot. There's a lot of, uh, if you ever try doing a magazine, it's a lot of things that come up. Yeah. It's tough. Definitely. You know, the new issue just came out, so we're super stoked, and I think we're kind of we're on a better track this year. We got a new printer, and and uh, things are looking good. Yeah, what what year was it that you guys transferred from kind of your traditional zine to more of an upscale paper and all that? I think that was 2006. 2006. Yeah. It was like it was, epi- uh, issue 10 or 12, Yeah, 10 11? or 11. Right. I remember, and, it was, and the first uh, cover was, uh, glossy cover was Pablo. Oh, sick! Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah! Go, it was Ken, shit. I think Ken Goto shot it. But anyways, um, yeah. So it, it worked out pre- really well because you know I started low card on my own, and then my girlfriend at the time, who's my wife now, but uh, she she her sister worked at a print place, so That's she right. got us all these backdoor deals on printing, which was awesome. And then like we looked at you know we talked to her about hey what if we went glossy. And uh, it was totally doable. So that's that's why we decided to go glossy. And I remember that period. Talk a little bit about that period. You did get a little negative feedback from some of your loyal low carters, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, this is too nice to be low carb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How sick is that? Like, too nice. You, you're making it too good. Yeah, you're making it too good now. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. And then... How many years did you have the worst skater of the year? Shit. I want to say three or four. Like the first one was, was it durable? If it wasn't, it should have been. But <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was pencil. It might have been pencil. I know, Jeho- I want to say it was Jehovah. There was Jehovah probably got it one year. Pencil. I know Fred Gall got it one year. All right. Um, that might be it. I can't remember. And then you stopped doing it. Yeah. It's just like one of those things. Like it's funny for a little bit, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should bring it back. Did, I don't know. Did feelings get hurt. No, I don't know if feelings are hurt, but we should hurt some. Yeah. We should hurt some feelings. Maybe we'll bring it back this year. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll start the voting now. I like it. I like it. I don't even know who would get it nowadays. I don't know. Um, And so in that period, you decided to dive into the EMT world and fire department and all that stuff, yeah? Yeah, you know, you, you get old. You start to get older and you're trying to figure out what you want to do, you know what you want to do for a living. And so, you know, I can't just fucking work coffee shops and shit my whole life. But, uh, yeah, so I got, I took my EMT. I was, I took my EMT actually before I started low card. Oh yeah. It was like, I took my EMT in 2001. I was in EMT class when the world trade center thing hit. Whoa. Yeah. It was crazy. And then I remember class was canceled that day and then it was just like weird vibe. Like everyone was talking, you know, when we came back in for class. Right. But, um, yeah. And then I got a job of private ambulance and then I got a job with the San Francisco started this whole ambulance division for the fire department. I got, a, got on there. And then from there, um, uh, yeah, about five years ago, close to five years ago, I got, I got uh, moved over to firefighter. Sick. 
Yeah. How rugged is that physical test? I don't. It's it's all right. It's don't not you too have bad. to like uh, put like I don't know fifty pound thing on your body and like climb stairs and yeah, you do like you do like a weight vest. Well, right. that's yeah, that's a the CPAP or whatever. Um, that's a you put a vest on and then you do the uh, you do the stairmaster for X amount of times without touching the sides and then you. I can't remember. You it, like crawl through a tunnel thing, and I, don't, it's I mean, not that did bad. you definitely have to train for it, or were you in good enough shape to do it? I was barely in good enough shape to do it. Oh, <laughs> really? I've gotten in better shape over the years, but uh, uh, can you talk about one of the gnarliest things you've ever seen on the job? <laughs> uh, I don't. Want, I don't know if I'm going to talk about anything specific, but I mean. If you just think about San Francisco and the crazy stuff that goes down here, like you could just imagine like some of the stuff you might see, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if I want to talk about any specific events. Is that uh, against the rules? It might be a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. We don't want to get you into trouble. (laughs) What's the gnarliest slam you've taken? Shit. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. Was it mountain bike or skateboarding or? Um, I think. Um, I don't know. I, I know, uh, on the, when Thrasher had that vert ramp, I hung up and then like, and then like just hung up on, I tried to roll in and hung up at the top and then went all the bottom. And I was with Jehobel and Upson on that one. Oh, at Jake's ramp? Yeah. Jake's ramp. And then, uh, got temporary amnesia. Fuck. I, I like, I was like, I didn't know where I was. I don't think I didn't know my name and shit. Whoa. Yeah. Was, or like what was, I didn't know where I was. It was crazy. Yeah. The one where I, I was on my mountain bike and I was fucking going way too fast, but I hit a couple wa- water bars and yeah. both my tires blew out. And then like I went over the handlebars and rolled down the dirt road for a while, like head over heels over th- down the dirt road and then split my knee open to the bone. That was pre- that one that one was hurt pretty bad. Have you broken any bones? When I was four, I fell into my basement and broke my arm in half. <laughs> Just through like a trap door or something? No, so there was a place where we'd hang our like gloves and mittens, you know, to dry. Yeah. And I was just hanging on it. Uh, it was just like a yard. It was just like a piece oh of string. Right. And I was just, I was four years old and I was just hanging on it above the stairs. <laughs> then I remember my father being like, I wouldn't hang on that if I was you, man. That thing might snap. And then literally right after he said that, it just snaps and I fucking fall into the basement and roll down the stairs into the basement. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, yeah, I broke the my uh radius and all that broke it looked my father said it looked like i had two elbows oh <laughs> since we're talking about slams and all that stuff uh we gotta we gotta tell the story how you got nicknamed magnet head <laughs> i actually just hit my head yesterday but uh <laughs> but uh well Jeho- that was jehovah's deal like well uh, so when i was in eighth grade like um my buddy moved from my town to jehovah's town and then i'm and then i went there to stay for the summer and then my buddy was became good friends with Jehovah or whatever. And then we all were, were we all start, you know, when I got there, we, of course, we all hung out and skated and stuff. But one time we were at a rock quarry and Jehovah, I guess the day before I had broken a kid's toe with a rock. It was actually right when I got to my friend's house. That's right. Because I got to my friend's house and then the day before I had gotten there, Jehovah broke a kid's toe with a rock somehow. And <laughs> <laughs> this dude, Felix. And then, uh, and then like we're, we went, we went skating for, and then that end of the day, we went to this rock quarry to go swimming. And then like my buddy and I, for some reason, we're on the one side of the rock quarry and Jehovah was on the other. And then all of a sudden Jehovah for no reason just starts throwing, um, rocks across the rock quarry and be like, I'm going to break your toe. I'm going to break your toe. Rocks are just like flying through the woods and we're like, whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden, well, bam, one hits me in the head. And I, I fall to the ground and I like, 
I get up and everyone thought I was fucking around. And I, let, I took my hand off my head and just blood starts running down my face, you know? Whoa. And like my, then Drobel rushes over and my, my buddy's like, good job, you fucking asshole. And da, 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 just starts ripping on Drobel. And Drobel was like, fuck you guys. And like, and he, and like I was in eighth grade. So it was my buddy and Drobel had his license because he's a couple of years older. But uh, he, he's like, fuck you guys. He jumps in his car and leaves us at this rock quarry. Down <laughs> I'm this, out of like, here. I'm out of here. Fuck you guys. But uh, <laughs> so like, Fuck. So now I got uh, my head split open. Fucking, we're down like two or three miles down this road. And uh, I just take my sock and put it on my head to stop the bleeding. And then we just walk out and find a payphone eventually. And then uh, his mom came and got us and brought me to the hospital. I got some stitches. Dan's mom? No, my buddy's mom. Oh, your buddy's mom. And then it was funny. Jehovah came over the next day to try to hang out with us. And my mom's friend, my friend's mom just like totally was like, you're not, you're banned from hanging out with these guys. Bye, 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 bye. Just starts like ripping on them. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then how did Magnet Head evolve? So that that was the first time. And then like, and then I came out here and then um, hanging out in Jehovah somehow hit me in the head with a wheel one time <laughs> fucking i guess uh it was, you know a few times skating i slammed my head pretty good and then he's like he's like we're just gonna start calling you magnet head and so Jehobel gave me the name magnet head oh he did yeah that was Jehobel's doing so, wow yeah. do you remember the first time you met dan yeah it was when i got off the greyhound bus when i was fucking i took the bus from my area to to his town he lived about four hours away from Portland, me. Uh, Brunswick. Oh, Brunswick, yeah. Um, I lived in Machias, which is way up the coast by Canada, and he's kind of more po- by Portland. Uh-huh. But uh, so I took the bus. I got off the bus, and him and my buddy Abe were waiting for me. And uh, yeah, and that was the first time. I and met you him. didn't even know him. I didn't know him. And how old were you around then? I was like thirteen. Was Drahobal already ripping at that stage? Yeah, I, like. I don't want to talk too good about your whole, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, dude, I had never seen anyone actually skate like that. I was like, holy fuck, this guy is fuck. And it was funny because same thing back then, though, like he'd be fucking destroying it. And then he just like slam so fucking crazy and just start screaming at the top of his leg. Yeah, just like freaking out, throwing his board like oh, it's shit. never changed, dude. That rules. <laughs> Getting back to the low card a little bit, um, skipped over a few things. One being that I probably shot two of the best covers you guys have ever had, up issue five and six. Yeah, yeah, Navarrete and uh, who? Navarrete oh. and Eric J. Oh, Eric J. Yeah, yeah, they're rolling in that indoor pool. Yes. Actually, while we're on that subject, McKenny really wants the issue with him in it. Um, he's back on the scene. He's he's officially stopped fishing, and he's officially. St- skating every day nice and he's gonna be on on the show next week so people should definitely tune in yeah i gotta get a hold of him I'll, but he's hyped on getting any of the old stuff i told him you probably had it i, I i'm sure i do i gotta i think he lives kind of close to here yeah yeah he's in pacifica oh he is yeah yeah i'll swoop him up and take him on some skate missions oh yeah he'd be hyped <laughs> what's so um what's the deal with rob stock uh so fuck back in 2002 my father passed away, but then right after I, I started low card and then like my brothers kind of went and dealt with him for his, him being dead and whatever. Um, and then, uh, I didn't get out there until that summer. And then I went out there and then I was like, I don't even know how it happened, but I was like, I think high towers on tour. I can't remember how, what sparked it, but I was like, people were like, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll come up and visit and swim or whatever. And I was like, fuck it. I'll build a ramp. And I don't even know how I came up with the money for the ramp or anything, but I built this ramp and then like somehow we high tower was coming. So I think they might've talked to Damasic and some other band and like 
and then the the guys from uh, Rochester. I can't remember even how that all happened. To, honestly, like mm. but somehow like Banch came and and then it just ended up being an awesome party and just kind of snowballed from there. I think we did it for like s- six years. Can we? What's up, Bowie? <laughs> Can we wait like 20 minutes and then we'll be ready? Please. We got a little interruption from Rob's daughter, Bowie. But we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, it's Corey at Blue Plate, 3218 Mission Street. Come see us. Meatloaf, fried chicken, deviled eggs, Dollar Olympia beers. We're here every day of the week. We got a garden and we got smiles on our faces. Come let us make you happy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out lowcardmag.com. Leave in the comments. Magnethead sent me, and I'll throw you in some free stuff. This is Tim McKenney, and you're listening to Talking Schmidt. <laughs> All right, where are we at? We were at... Uh, Rob Stuck. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, I did the first one, and then bands came, and then, like... What bands was it? Hightower and Damasic? Damasic, and then the guys from Rochester always come up, like Taylor and the crew. Uh-huh. Um, but they've changed band names a few times, so. So, um, but and the tower was there, right or no? High tower, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the uh, they were the initial kind of the initial band to, that committed to coming up there. Okay. So yeah, and then start I guess 2003, and then did it for like six. I want to say we did six of them, and then like the last one it was super. Super, it was a super uh blowout city blowout and just like it was downpouring the last day and then like and then like everybody left their shit everywhere and just took off and it was just a, and i was just like over it after that point and then and then a week or two later i got phone calls from the gay born and state troopers about tents being out because behind my house is like game worn preserve and like people left their tents out there and then they're like if this happened they're just saying I'm going to get fine, super heavy if that happened again. And yeah. I was, so I was just over it. I just needed a break. So I took a break and then Ray had talked me into doing it again, like two years ago. And then, uh, and that one was super successful and fun. And then, and then we did it last year and then we're doing it again this year, first weekend of August. Has anyone ever found their significant other at Robstock? I want to say yes. I want to say yes, too. I want to say there's definitely been some babies made because of my party. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like people have met there and then like later, like had a kid or whatever. What's that thing called when you uh, when the girl walks home in the morning uh, after she hooked up with a guy. Oh, the walk of shame. The walk of shame. <laughs> How many walk of shames out of the tents at Rob's <laughs> That's a quick scurry. That's a quick scurry from that person sent to their own tent. So I work at Thrasher and I've seen like the NorCal SoCal between trans world. There's beef and stuff in the magazine game. And I'm wondering like, does Locard have anything going like that where it's like that zine, fuck that zine or like whatever no i don't i i think i think anybody i think all zines and magazines like hey if you know i think they're it's great if you can make i i know how print how difficult print is and it's kind of a lost art and i th- i i think 
if you're doing it, that's awesome. And mm. and I have no beef with anybody. Um, but people have beef with me for 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 sure. Have you get like the internet trolls coming at you? Oh yeah, I got like you know the Instagram tough guys like Zach Hudson, like <laughs> like like calling me names over you know even though he has my phone number and he could just like call me up and like you know like tell me to my face, but he'd rather yeah. just do it through Instagram because you know it's super. He's super tough that way. I don't understand that. I don't understand. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I think it's funny. It's like if I don't like something, I just don't pay attention to it. Yeah. You know what I mean, like yeah, people can do whatever the hell they want. It doesn't matter to me. People just have too much time on their hands and don't have enough to do with their lives. I guess they just got to yeah. hate on other stuff. The bitter harvest comes out on the social media world. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. It's like, God damn it, I never was as good as I thought I was going to be, so I want to attack everyone else that's better than me or something. It's the crazy Yeah, I've, I, I have no idea. Like, when I was a kid, like, you know, especially I was way away from any any bullshit, any, like, industry bullshit or whatever, and then, so I just got all the magazines, I didn't care. I got Power Edge, Thrasher, Transworld. Yeah. Club Homeboy. Yeah. <laughs> No, Navarrete tells me all the time. He's like, I know you work at Thrasher, but I love skateboarding, so I love all the mags. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And I get that. Yeah. We got to get to the token name drop question, which would be, in this case, who's the most famous person that you've ever come in contact with or seen wearing a low-card logo like a shirt or something? Um, I actually have a magazine right over there, People Magazine, with uh, Sean Penn walking with his kid in People Magazine. And his kid's wearing a low card shirt. <laughs> yes, how rad! That, but that and was his kid skates, I think. Yeah, I mean, this that picture's got to be at least ten years old. So, so his kid's probably an adult now. But uh-huh. it, like, it's a picture with like Sean Penn with his arm around him, and and he's got the uh, old low card logo shirt that has a big two of clubs on it with a low card over in top. People Mag in People that Magazine. Rules. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen Sean Penn and his kid at Slims before, like at Turbo Negro or something. Oh, nice! I've seen him at yeah show there. All right, um, this is a first for us here at uh, Talking Schmidt. We got some phone calls today, so we're gonna go to the phone lines for a second. Hey there, Rob. It's Cranny. Sauce Man. Uh, quick question while you're talking some Schmidt. Um, let's see. Being from rural Maine, and I was just there for Rob's talk a few years ago, just there a few years ago, um, what was your most deliverance-esque moment growing up in the sticks of Maine? Because I couldn't believe how fucking sketchy, weird it got out there, period. I love it, though. So, go ahead. Hit me with some funny shit. <laughs> Deliverance shit, man. Just growing up, like, I was probably the one of the darkest-skinned people in my area. So, like, I've been called, like, gook. I've been called all kinds of shit. And, like, people, like, definitely, like, trying to corner me and trying to fight me and stuff about, about stupid shit. But I don't know. I don't know if there's ever been, like... <laughs> Deliverance. <laughs> oh, man. I did do... I did go down to... Uh, a river with my buddies one time we got dropped off at the top and then um it rained the whole time and then we flipped the boat and we did but we didn't come on we didn't come run into anybody uh trying to ass rape us or anything luckily but uh, hey but that's a great question cranny and thanks for calling in bro <laughs> yeah <clears throat> i would assume growing up in maine probably made you a little tougher than your normal kid though like it may, it helps you deal with things maybe a little more and be more tolerant of things because 
you were out in the sticks and you didn't have it as easy possibly. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I definitely like getting physical fights sometimes, things like that. Right. And, and um, you know, especially like when we started skating, like the Hicks were super proud of themselves. Cause one time they took our ramp and threw it off one of the bridges into the, into the ocean or whatever. Oh and my the, God. Yeah. Yeah. Like they do shit like that. And just like, but we, you know, we did our own shit too. Uh huh. We got another caller. This is our first female caller ever. Let's go to the lines. Hi. Do your friends at the station ever take the rig out on a Saturday night cruising trying to pick up women? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a random question. (laughs) No. (laughs) We can't speak on that. What happens at the fire station stays at the fire station. Rule number one. Hold on. We got another call. This looks like it could be Rob Welsh. Schmitty. Collinson, what's up, guys? How's it going? First time caller. Rob, you got to tell that story about that time at Wallenberg. You know the one. All right, man. Have fun with this. I'll talk to you. Ah, uh, yeah. One time, my Jay Marsh and I were at Wallenberg, and a bunch whole gang of kids, like, ganged up on us, stole our board, da-da-da-da, whatever. Like, my board, basically, our, and my bus pass got stolen. But then I remember one person from the crew. And then, so for years, I'd just fight the dude every time I saw him. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to mention his name. He's still kind of, I think he might be still around, but uh, I probably attacked him probably at least five <laughs> times after, like throughout the years. Holy every time sh- I saw him. Because he was with the whole crew of dudes. Like, there was probably like eight of them, and it was just us two, and they ripped us off or whatever. I remembered one dude out of the whole crew, and then every time I saw him, I'd fight him. Did he have initials RD? <laughs> no, it wasn't RD. Oh. But yeah, I remember the first time I like I was on the Muni bus and I saw him in the back and he was by himself and I just like got so heated. And I, I Did just, he know why you were doing it? Oh, he knew for uh-huh. sure. He played off like he didn't know, but he knew. Oh. But then uh, I attacked him on the Muni bus and I remember the Muni driver freaking out like, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't be <laughs> I, like I was like, oh yeah, it was it was it's pretty funny, but um, but yeah, and then after around, a while, you, and then after a while, you know, I had to, I had to just be like, you know what, dude, I don't care anymore. Like, I just talked to him. I was like, I was like, I don't care anymore. Like, I think I've gotten you back enough. You know, like I'm just gonna let it, let it ride. Like, no, you're younger back then, and you're stupid. Like, <laughs> you know, I got, I got my licks on you too. So yeah, we're good now. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> Uh, text message from Matt O'Brien and he wants to know why Leonard Cohen. <laughs> uh, I grew up, my father listened to Leonard Cohen all the time and, um, and I don't know, I really liked Leonard Cohen. I'd seen him like three times, I want to say three times before he died in a yeah. uh, concert. Sick. I yeah. Never got um, to see him. Huge, huge Leonard Cohen fan. What's, uh, top songs? Top songs. Suzanne's good. Um, Avalanche is good. Um, Sisters of Mercy. Hmm. Um, a lot of his older stuff some of his newer stuff is whatever but um, yeah but like the older stuff is uh, where it's at right Suzanne always reminded me of that song MacArthur's Park it's like MacArthur's Park is melting in the dark it kind of oh uh, yeah yeah that's what I mean it has that kind of same uh vibe yeah oh yeah I was gonna bring this up too because you were talking about fighting I don't know if you remember this but I'm not much of a fighter, but there was a time at Skater of the Year party where I actually fucking got into a fight, and I was like, hey, Rob, go over there, set up with your camera, and I'm going to take this fucker out. <laughs> That's right. Do you remember that? I do. 
<laughs> I think you lost your camera. I did. I lost the, my camera that night at Skater of the Year. That was awesome. <laughs> that was so rad. And I probably got some of the sickest photos. And then like, so that party was super wild. And I remember I lost my camera that night. And I was, for the record, I'm not much of a fighter either. I mean, especially nowadays. Right. I, and mo- most, anytime I ever fight is always in self-defense or if someone's, wronging me in some way yeah i'm not like a person who starts fights and shit like i'm a a uh a lover not a fighter like yeah. andy roy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like andy roy yeah what advice would you give to someone that's thinking about getting married <laughs> oh this question yeah so don't ever change who you are be yourself if that person if that person wants you to change then that person's not for you give each other space space is a good thing and then make sure you can deal with each other's bullshit because everybody's got bullshit me you and everybody else oh yeah <laughs> your shit stinks just like mine yeah so anyways yeah so that I, I guess that would be it okay uh we're sitting here in your man cave and there is a lot of rad shit up here um one of my favorites is this Big blown up photo of Halsey and Katie Knox holding guns. I think it's a Josie shot, maybe. Yeah, Josie. Uh, I don't. I guess her last name's Perez now. It used to be Josie Ramonetta, but uh, yeah, I think that was from one of her shows, like one of her beer spit zine shows or something. And then I was like, hey, I just asked her if I could have that photo, or maybe she just gave it to me. I can't remember, but yeah, I love that one. Basically, two of my favorite girls back then. Um, that we used to hang out with on the regs. They both have a child now too, which is crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. But um, what I was getting at is, out of all this stuff, is there one thing that's kind of your prize in here? Out of all these boards and like one- There's definitely stuff that I care about more than other stuff. Um, I mean, that's one of those, that's one of my Black Knight boards from when we were kids. Yeah, that's rad. Actually. Yeah, that's actually one of the boards that was to take that, a photo of that. The that was actually one of the boards that was under the uh, Christmas tree. No way. Yeah, I have two of them. I Wait, to, is this actually it, or there's yeah, a copy that, of it? No, that's actually the board from Christmas. Oh, that it, rules. Like, there, so there's was, the answer then. Yeah, so that's probably like 1978, and somehow like I've kept it all. The, and there's one more too, and it was my brother Ronnie's because you can you can see faded on it. It says Ron on it, mm-hmm. and it, where he wrote it with marker or or uh crayon or something but that that jason jesse power edge that's from when i was a kid right that right behind your head and i have yeah. the first issue number one of power edge on the wall over there and that's from when i was a kid that's going a cool to mr Mac. paper yeah i never had a subscription to power edge i want to say i had a subscription to thrasher and may and trans world in but, maine yeah but nice. uh but i used to go to mr paper mr paperback was like an hour from my house but when you go there i'd always like fiend on getting every single skate mag i could mm-hmm. so so yeah, uh, I was pretty stoked. I remember the first time I saw that Power Edge, the yellow one there was. Uh, I remember tripping out like, "Whoa, a new skate mag!" Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because I, I, we didn't have internet back then or anything, so I didn't know what was going on in skateboarding other than what I saw in the magazines or on VHS videos. For sure. For all the traveling you've done, what is like one of your favorite trips that stands out? Like whether it be where you went or the crew you went with or just like something that made it rather than it stands out to you. Yeah. I want to say like we've been doing this a trip out to New Mexico every year and those ones are really pretty rad. Cause like we end up like camping out like 
and high up in uh, in the in the you know pretty high elevation in Arizona by Flagstaff usually and like it's kind of cold so you kind of like you know yeah I don't know it's and then you come then you dip down and get into Albuquerque and you go skate all those rad spots and then like yeah and then uh, a bunch of people come down from like Denver and all over it's called the big meetup but uh, and then all those trips have been always really fun. Um, just yeah anyone's where you're like with dudes that you know aren't gonna whine or cry on the road and and mm-hmm. and people are just down for the mission and and um i don't know if there's any i mean the first time i drove out to california was when i was 17 that that was probably like my most one of my most memorable times because that was my first big trip my father let me drive out with my friends when i was in between junior and senior year to california we I had like three hundred dollars to my name, and <laughs> we Damn. jumped in my buddy's like Chevy Colt. I don't, I don't it's actually a little two door. Laban flew out, and then Eli, me, and Laban, and my buddy Carl drove out here, and I got to skate like the Blockhead ramp and oh, right. Palo Alto when it first opened. Oh, Greer, nineteen ninety one. Nice, yeah. nineteen ninety one was a year, and then we, we skated China Banks. Sick. Ajax lived here in SF on a house. His dad lived on a houseboat in the canal down by where um, Pack Bell Park is. Oh. But before Pac Bell Park was there, obviously. And Drehobo lived with him for a minute or something. He probably did, but not at that time. Okay, because Drehobo told me he lived on that in, in a houseboat out there. I was like, what? Yeah, his dad did. And then so we oh. stayed on that houseboat with Ajax for like a couple days. And then we skated the egg pool. I don't know if you ever skated that bowl. It was like in, in Concord Pleasant or something. Hill? Yeah, probably yeah, was in Pleasant Hill. Yeah, that thing ruled. Yeah, we skated that. It kind of sucked. I hurt my ankle right before we left, but it, it was still like a, so much fun. We skated Magic Skate Park. Damn. Redding. We skated so much good shit. It was insane. How long did it take you to get out here? How many days? I can't days remember, you do it? but like I remember, we didn't we didn't have enough money to like get motels or anything. Oh, so we just stayed with like relatives, and then like I remember I had a, I brought a tent and I didn't check it before I left, and the tent didn't have any poles. Oh. I remember like being in Alabama or somewhere, and we were at a rest stop, and I was like. I just crawl. I put the tent out, but cr- like crawled inside of it, and then woke up like two hours later with it like sticking to my face from being like sweaty and shit. Oh my god! We slept at the Grand Canyon. We slept pretty epic places. Fuck yeah! Yeah. Uh, got a couple more. Just two more questions, and then we'll get out of here. We got the big, big football game about to start. Uh, Patriots are playing, and uh. Rob Welsh is coming over. Do you ever get nervous watching the Patriots with Rob Welsh? Because <laughs> if they lose, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, he might explode. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do, dude. I don't know. I don't know if I've been around him too much with like a, a game on the, like as big as this with the Patriots. Whew, he'll probably bring the flag over. Oh, he's, oh he asked me. He already asked me if I have any Patriots clothes. <laughs> I was like, no, but I guess I could get some. Oh, sick. Um, do you got a, a rad? I hate using the word rad every second. Hold on. Rewind. <laughs> Do you have any cool story that you would want to uh, share with us about um, your experience with Mr. Preston, my getter? Shit. We went on a lot of good little trips and he was just always down for missions and he was the best. Cause like you just did, I never understood of how he functioned the way he did. He'd just like, you'd be on a trip and then like, you'd be kind of halfway asleep or awake. And then I'll hear you you hear the beer can crack you're like uh, how the fuck does this guy drink all day fucking film and then like he's still able to get on his board and like fucking kill it too you know yeah the thing he taught me so many things one of the things that i appreciate the most though is that he taught me how to appreciate the small things to a great degree like how 
just a beer crack would fucking brighten his day. For, you know, like he got you. Like, hey, Rob, you'd be like, what? Saka! Yeah. And you'd be so hyped that you'd be like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was fucking hilarious. The best. Yeah, um, yeah. It was fun. It was fun being on the road with him and or just being around him. But we'll end it now. Um, I just wanted to say maybe if you can um, give us a little bit of advice uh, handling this PC world as we go into the future. Like, oh, yeah. what can we do? How, how are we going to handle all this insanity? I would just say be real if you're on the Internet or whatever. I guess watch what you say. I don't know. Like, shit. I don't change the way I, anything I ever do for that stuff. Just do be you and don't worry about it and, you know. So is there any way we can get people to be less sensitive? People are becoming more sensitive. It seems like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Send them, send them up to Maine for a couple of years. <laughs> they'll definitely have to become more, all more the Rob they'll, stock. they'll have to not even Rob. So I just happens to live there for like two years and they'll have to become less sensitive for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again. Um, I really appreciate this one because we had to do it twice, and that's my bad, but I'm learning on this journey. And uh, I really thank you for taking some time out and catching up. I actually learned a few things about you today that I didn't know, which is rad for me. And uh, if you've made it this far listening, I suggest you hit the subscribe button. And maybe even give me a nice rating, like a five-star, because I'm a five-star guy. <laughs> Ten-star. <laughs> and listen in option. next week, because Tim McKenney talks for the first time in years to the public. And that is going to be really fun. Uh, this is Talking Schmidt, and we out of here. Till next time, peace. Thanks, Rob. I'm very lightning in the ground. Listen for a silent